This is the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number 11, Reprogram Your Brain. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. Hey everyone, how's it going? Everybody feeling settled into their routines yet? We're getting there after over a month of school. It's taken us a little bit of time to settle into our schedule this year. Um, We've definitely been going through some adjustments having one more kid out of the house, but this week I think we're hitting our stride and settling into somewhat of a new normal. I love the fall and I'm sure some of you are starting to see some signs of the seasons changing. Where I live, we've still been in summer mode. I think the high was around 95 the other day, but it's cooled down a little and we've had some rain the past couple days, so we've been really enjoying that and hoping that it continues into the weekend, maybe, we'll see. So this week is just an extension of what we talked about last time, all about our thoughts and how to manage them. If you remember, I talked last week about the type of coaching that I do, which is causal coaching, and it's all about getting to the root or the true cause of your emotional suffering. And what's at the root of it? Do you remember? It's your thinking, right? It's not about what's going on outside of you. It's about how you think about it. And we also talked a little about our brains and the neural pathways that are created to help them be more efficient. And this is a super helpful function of our brains because then we don't have to expend a lot of energy thinking about how to drive to the store or how to brush our teeth or how to eat or how to walk or any of the thousands of little things we do every day that we just kind of do on autopilot. But since connections do become so automatic, they can also sometimes sabotage sabotage us in our thinking because we don't end up really being aware of what we think about. Remember that we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day and the majority of those thoughts are just being recycled day after day. And so it is going to take some work, some deliberateness and some awareness to reprogram some of those automatic thoughts that are causing us to feel and do things that aren't helping us. And I also talked about how it can be very helpful to go through a process of decluttering your mind, similar to how you would clean out your closet or a junk drawer, or the example I used was cleaning out my purse. So the way we begin this process is with a thought download. And just like I had to dump everything out of my purse to see what was even in there, a thought download is just dumping all of your thoughts out onto a piece of paper to see what's going on in that brain of yours. And this is a great way to get to that deep stuff, those really internal deep thoughts and beliefs that you might not even be aware that you have. Now, how many of you actually tried this? I had kind of a crazy week last week and found myself feeling some overwhelm and some frustration. And so I ended up doing several thought downloads. And it's interesting because I think I have a lot of awareness. I think about what I'm thinking pretty regularly. But just really getting it out and seeing it written down, I don't know, it somehow just takes the emotion out of those thoughts for me. And I can really just look at those thoughts, those sentences on a piece of paper and ask myself if they're really true and if they're helping me or if they're hurting me. And I can look at them much more objectively without so much drama around them. And I continue to be surprised at the thoughts that come out. And when I see them on paper, I think, okay, yeah, I can see why I feel so awful when I'm thinking this way. 
So that was a quick kind of recap of last week. If you want to hear um, hear it more in depth and detail, go back and listen to episode number 10. And this week I wanted to talk about what to do with these thoughts once you're aware of them, once you've done that download. And again, we're not here to judge our thoughts or to be critical of them or of ourselves, but just to be curious and become a little more deliberate about what we're thinking. So the first thing you can do with that thought download is just pick a thought that looks interesting. Maybe a thought that surprised you or maybe you can a thought that you can maybe see might be causing you some trouble and put that thought into a model. And again, if you're not sure what the model is, go back and listen to episode two. I explain what it is and how to use it there. The model is a super easy and effective way to see what that thought is doing for you. So I'll share with you a thought that I had over the weekend and one of the downloads I did was about a scarcity I have around my time and my schedule. I was feeling over the weekend like I didn't have enough time, like there was way too much to do and things have been piling up faster than I'm able to keep up with them and that I was never going to get things done or make the progress that I want to make. And as I wrote down all of my thoughts about my time and how there wasn't enough of it and that there would never be enough of it, I could see that these thoughts were triggering feelings of overwhelm and anxiety and frustration and that those feelings were leading to actions that were actually the opposite of productivity and motivation, which is what I wanted to feel. And I realized that many of these thoughts were just beliefs about time that were causing feelings and actions that I didn't want and that weren't serving me. So this process of taking a look at each thought and identifying what that thought is creating is so helpful because then you decide which thoughts are keepers and which thoughts you might want to do some reprogramming on. Now, many times when we gain this awareness that our thoughts are choices, we want to jump right into changing it and find a wonderful new thought, which in some cases is totally possible. Sometimes a new positive thought works. It's totally believable and it's not that hard to change. One time I was coaching a mom on her thoughts about the amount of sleep she was getting or lack thereof with her new baby and she was tired and frustrated with her baby for not sleeping more at night. And as we took a look at the thoughts um, that were causing her frustration, she was able to see that yes, she was going to be tired, that's pretty typical with a newborn, but all of the drama she was adding to feeling tired was just compounding the situation and causing her to be frustrated when she was up in the night. So we explored how she could think differently about this situation and she came up with thoughts around how her sweet how sweet her baby was and how she'd only been she would only be little for a relatively short amount of time and that waking up at night to feed her was actually a huge privilege for this mom. And these were things that she completely believed. So it was a pretty easy shift for her to intercept those more negative, frustrating thoughts that would come up and replace them with more positive thoughts that made the whole experience much more enjoyable and special for her. So that's one key to a new thought. It has to be believable to you. And it's possible to get to that place where you do believe something that isn't really believable now. It's just going to take a little more time and a little more practice, right? But it's totally doable. One thing that can be helpful when you just can't believe the thought that you want to believe right now is to use what are called bridging thoughts. And this is when you bridge the gap between what you believe now and what you want to believe with a series of progressive thoughts that kind of baby step you through the process. So for example, with my thoughts about time, if I'm thinking that I don't have enough time to get everything done that I want to, I'm probably not going to believe the thought that I have plenty of time to do everything. My brain is pretty convinced that there's not enough time, so that's a pretty big jump. But I really do believe 
that it's possible for me to learn to better manage my time so that I'm able to get more done. Um, so thinking that maybe it is possible for me to learn time management is definitely believable for me and creates feelings that are much more motivating and productive than the overwhelm and frustration I was feeling. And then when I get good at thinking that thought, that maybe that's possible, then when that becomes more of a default than the thought there's not enough time, I can baby step my way to the next thought, which might be I'm getting so much better at managing my time and using it productively. And I will continue this process until I do eventually get to a place where I do believe and live the thought that I have plenty of time to do everything I want to do. So finding a new thought that is believable is key to reprogramming those neural pathways because then your brain won't automatically reject that thought when you think it. It will allow you to start practicing and accepting that new thought. Which leads me to another aspect of creating new pathways in your mind, and that is the idea that what you are practicing is growing stronger. The things that you are regularly thinking are the thoughts you are practicing. So you need to be sure that the things you're regularly thinking about are thoughts that you want to keep and reinforce. So practice is key in things like playing a musical instrument, increasing your ability in a sport, learning to drive a car, acquiring a new skill, right? All of these things we know take practice. And it's no different with managing our minds. This is a skill that you can learn and get really good at through practice. So when I have a new thought that I want to reprogram into my brain, I do a few different things. First of all, like I said, I make sure it's one that I believe and one that's um, pretty succinct and fairly easy to remember, short and sweet. I'll also maybe put it on the screensaver of my phone or on a sticky note or two or three where I will see them throughout the day. And then I just buckle down and practice. I practice saying it, I practice thinking it, I practice finding evidence for it. And like I said, some thoughts reprogram pretty quickly and others take time. This is such an interesting process for me because sometimes I'll be practicing and practicing and it just doesn't seem like I'm going to be able to make that shift. But then I'll have one of those little light bulb moments, a kind of aha moment, and I can see that, wow, I really am beginning to believe this. This thought is becoming more of a default thought about the situation for me. So in my experience, it's been a pretty cool process. And I think that this simple awareness can help prevent us from a lot of unnecessary suffering as well. I remember a BYU talk from quite a while ago. It was actually given over 40 years ago. So yeah, a long time ago by Elder Dean Larson. And he talked about the power of our thoughts, but also our ability to use our agency to manage them. So he related the way that he had heard um, from Elder Marion D. Hanks suggest about how to do this. So Elder Hanks said it's helpful to think of it as having two compartments in your mind. In this first compartment, you really don't have a lot of control over what is inside this area. It's kind of the intake compartment filled with the things that automatically come into your mind. So these can include sights and sounds and smells and sensations and impulses and fleeting thoughts, things like, um, things like that that just come into our heads whether we're seeking them out or not. But he points out that just because they come in doesn't mean that we have to let them stay. We don't have to let them into that other more permanent compartment where we believe and accept them. And he compares it to a house where the foyer, or I guess we'd call it the entryway nowadays, is where visitors initially come in, but we have the ability to either usher them out or invite them into the living area of our house, depending on if this is someone we want to be in our house or not. 
And I really like this idea that just like we decide who and what we allow into our homes, we also have the ability to decide what thoughts we let into and allow stay in our minds. And I love that the work I do shows how to do this. I've heard all my life that thoughts were important, but now I understand why they're important and how they're affecting me and what I can do about the ones I don't want to keep. Now, I really like the analogy of comparing our minds to a closet or a junk drawer or anything that gets cluttered because it really is similar to managing our minds. Both are an ongoing process, right? I've never cleaned out my purse or my pantry or my closet and had it stay perfectly organized and free of junk. Never. Because these things are things that I use. And anything that we are regularly using is going to need some attention once, once in a while, right? And this especially applies to our minds. Decluttering your mind is not a one-time process. In fact, I've made it a pretty much daily habit to take a little inventory of what's going on in my head. And sometimes this process will be triggered by a feeling I'm experiencing or something that I'm doing or not doing that makes me stop and think, okay, what's going on right now? Why am I feeling this? Or why am I doing this? And I can kind of trace it back to the thinking that's leading to that feeling or action. And it's a pretty quick thing for me most of the time, but I do have those days where I get kind of stuck and so I do sit down and dump my mind out onto paper, just like the day I dumped everything from my purse onto the floor. And then I can really see what's going on and what I want to do with it. And I think an important thing to note here also is that sometimes I don't want to feel great about something that's going on. I don't necessarily want to change my thoughts about it or maybe I'm just not ready for that at the moment. Sometimes I just let myself sit with what is happening and what I'm feeling and inevitably I get to a place where I'm ready to move forward and make a change but there's always room for processing emotion and just letting yourself sit with something that's really important work too and sometimes that's what we need to eventually move us forward I found that being diligent in this work and keeping tabs on and regularly managing my mind helps me work through things a little more quickly and more awareness helps me to see patterns and habits of thinking that I want to address or work on. So a few years ago, I started getting these excruciating headaches. I'd had migraines before, so I just assumed that these were some crazy version of a migraine. But after a few weeks of these daily headaches, I went to the doctor, and he prescribed me some pretty heavy painkillers, and they did nothing for the pain. And I went in again, and they told me to try some other things, but after several weeks, I'd had no relief. Well, I noticed that the pain was kind of originating from down at the base of the back of my head, so I was trying to figure out if I'd possibly injured it in some way, and it occurred to me that I'd started incorporating push-ups into my exercise routine about a week before I started getting the headaches. Well, I spoke with a family friend who is a physical therapist, and he said, yeah, that definitely could be the cause, and he showed me some exercises I could do to alleviate the pain and kind of strengthen that area, and it turns out that I had a pinched nerve, and if you've ever had one of those, you know how painful they can be, and that's what had been causing these debilitating headaches for me. Well... I diligently did the exercises three times a day and miraculously within about three days, those headaches that had plagued me for about six weeks were completely gone. It was amazing and every once in a while I'll feel the same headaches start to creep in. It's not all at once and sometimes I don't really think about it and I just take some pain relievers but after a few days it turns into a pretty nasty headache and without fail if I do my little exercises and take care of what's causing the headache it goes away. But the funny thing is sometimes I don't think 
I, or I think that I don't have the time to sit and do the exercises. I've got a full schedule. I've got things I need to get done. And sometimes I think if I just ignore it or power through it, it will just go away. But eventually it becomes impossible to ignore. And sometimes it turns into one of those excruciating headaches again. So I've learned that taking those few minutes a day or when it comes up to stay on top of it, I can avoid much bigger pain and suffering down the road. And the same applies to mind management. Just taking the time to be mindful and to do some self-care in that area can really help you either avoid unnecessary emotional suffering or effectively address and take care of it when it happens. So these tools are awesome, they work, and I and so many other people are living proof of it. Taking care of your mental and emotional health is not selfish. In fact, I think this work helps me clarify my priorities. It helps me to focus on what is most important for me. And I also believe that a decluttered, cleaned up mind helps me to better tune into the spirit and receive guidance and inspiration. I really love this work, and the more I use it and apply it in my own life, the more I want to go out and share it. So thank you for listening and giving me the opportunity to share what I love. All right, I'm done for the day. I hope you have a great weekend and that you get out and enjoy some beautiful fall weather, and I will see you back here soon. Take care. If you like what you hear on this podcast and would like to learn more, I invite you to check out my website at motherhoodelevated.com. There you can sign up for a free mini session to see what working with me looks like, as well as find information on classes I offer or get on the list for some weekly inspiration straight to your inbox. Again, that's motherhoodelevated.com. Have a great week.